Today's episode of El Nino's Podcast, we're going to be discussing Premier League preview between teams of 1 through 20. We're going to be discussing their transfer grade as well. And we're also going to be discussing week one of the Premier League fixtures. Stay tuned here at El Nino's Podcast, the only podcast that matters. And we're back here at El Nino's Podcast. We're here with my boy Vic. We're going to be talking about his predictions for top six for the three teams that are going to get relegated, manager of the year, player of the year, and young player of the year. How you doing, Vic, today? Everything good for you? How was your um, predictions today for the transfer window and the previews? Well, the, the way I've been looking at the transfer window as a Chelsea supporter, I've been following it much. Kind of impressive what Arsenal did. I'm... It, it was kind of a, it was a little bit of a surprise. Like they normally don't do well in the, in transfers. And also, I do appreciate you having me on the show. Anytime, buddy. Also, United, man, like they are in a spiral. Oh man, United was linked with last-minute deals, in every shape and form, and they didn't get shit. And their strikers on ended up losing Lukaku. Which is pretty bad. Exactly, like, at least Newcastle got Andy Carroll. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, Fernando Lorient is still a free agent, so they could probably get him on a free transfer. Never know, but I don't think uh, Mike Ashley's trying to pay those kind of wages. He signed, uh, he signed Carroll to uh, pay as you play. <laughs> oh, man. Who, who, who is going to be your sixth? Place team. Alright. Alright, for my top six, I'm going to start with number six and I'm going to work my way up. Number six, I have Everton. I, I believe Everton's a solid squad. They really reinforce in the transfer window. I'm not a big Marco Silva guy, but I'm starting to see his vision. Sometimes it's a manager, it takes a couple seasons, it takes a season or two. And I don't just mean with a particular club, I mean in a league to get his vision, to see how the league plays when he first gets in, because Silva doesn't play the same football that he did when he was first in the Premiership. And their transfer grade. Wait, and their transfer grade. Not a B. I, and to be honest with you, uh, on the transfer grade, I actually agree with you. He actually made a last-minute acquisition to get Alex Iwobi. Exactly. Number five, I know this is going to be a little bit of a surprise. A lot of people are going to be one way or the other. I got Tottenham Hotspur. I just, I really believe that the way that y'all are not fully reinforced, if you suffer injuries during the season, I I don't think you will cope well again. I believe last season... He had a lot of a lot of contributions from players that a lot of people did not expect, but I really do believe fifth place, and I believe top four is going to be within a point or two. And their transfer grade? A C. Yeah, because if that's, that's why I have them fifth. Yeah, because if um, in my personal opinion, with a transfer grade, could have been a D or F if it wasn't for the last minute deals. Well, their nickname now is Last Minute Tottenham, so. We'll see about that. <laughs> exactly. That's why I gave him a C. But 
losing out on Dybala, like, if you're linked to big players and you're a club that you're not known for your spending, I believe there's another demoralizing factor. We know Mauricio Pochettino, he's had his problems with the board, with spending, so I don't know how that frustration and that friction heads into this season. That's why I have them fifth. Not not based off talent alone. Very well. This <laughs> is <laughs> Uh, number four. I know I'm going to sound a little biased. Everyone knows I'm a Chelsea supporter and how much I do like Brendan Rodgers who came up from from, uh, from the Chelsea coaching ranks. And uh, I begrudgingly like Liverpool a little bit because I like Brendan Rodgers and his attacking style. I have Leicester at fourth. I believe... What they did in the transfer window was unreal. They swindled United out of 85 million quid. Don't get me wrong, I consider Harry Maguire a quality player, but 80 to 85 million quid, which are reported differently at different websites, what have you, a little too expensive. And also, securing Tilibans, making the other side they have in the midfield, they, they are a very solid side. And with Brendan Rodgers' style, I could see them lighting up the league, and I see them finishing in fourth. Great transfer business, great from top to bottom. The club is as properly well run as a club is in England, bar City, but the City's always had just a shitload of money. But when it comes to the way that they run the club on a budget, they have the manager. They, I believe, fourth place. And their transfer grade, A plus. Okay, I can see that. Well, honestly, I did not expect that. I really, that was, re- that, for me, that's really shocking for them in fourth place. Yeah, I believe they get Champions League football. Lit. My number three side, Chelsea. <laughs> uh, now I know I'm really going to come off as fires, but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Yes, we lost David Luiz. We, they snake. only spent 7 million quid. Snake. He's a snake. I don't consider him a snake. He just saw he wasn't going to get any first-team football, and he said, you know what? Fuck it. Let me leave. Because we have Kurt Zuma, we have Andreas Christensen, and Antonio Rudiger. He'd be the fourth-century half, let's be honest. <laughs> That's the position of strength at Chelsea. That's true. And you got uh, Caesar still, so. Yeah, but, but Dave really plays that right fullback. Uh, also, just just moving up on the team, Pulisic, I don't know how great he's going to be in a 38-game season. But the way this team is shaped out with Callum Hudson-Odoi, we still have William, we still have Pedro, Mason Mount, who I believe is just fucking awesome. Ross Barkley, who's shown really good form in the preseason. Let's see how it translates into the premiership. He hasn't put a full-quality season since he was over at Everton. Um Ingolo Kante is going to be in his normal holding midfield position. And, and Jorginho is going to be someone who's either going to play in the 10 or be more of the free-roaming attacking uh, type of holding mid in a 4-2-3-1. He's really started the show that he could actually put in a tackle, which if you ask me, you know, about eight, nine months ago, I, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't know how to throw a tackle. I would really think he was handcuffed by Maurizio Sarri. I believe Sarri's a good manager. He's just not a Chelsea manager. And I believe Lampard, he's going to make his mistakes. There's going to be a little dip in form. So 
And honestly, we know who the top two teams are. It's just placing a one and two. But I do believe we're the best of the rest. And as I said, we should have said Chelsea to try and, uh, to try and not sound like a fan. But I really do believe Chelsea is a team that can finish third. Again, a solid side. And a team that's really going to play its youth and it's going to be really exciting to watch. I know this is going to sound crazy and you're going to probably laugh or get upset. I don't know. What is their transfer grade? Uh, a B plus. Even being able to retain Mateo Kovacek to, um, services, being able to make him a full time Chelsea player, and also losing any potential drama in in the in the training ground or what have you because of David Luiz is um, his lack of minutes. I believe this has been a good transfer window for Lampard. Also, sending Drinkwater out on loan. Even though I, I I haven't heard yet, it may have happened. Or I I may not have seen it, but he, he's trying to give her to Bakayoko. He might still be on the side, but you know what? He he's been very clear of his players, and anyone who believes uh, Bakayoko is not going to start to get Chelsea manager. <laughs> I mean, and they also you know they lost Hazard. I know you don't want to bring that up, but yeah. Uh, the see. See, the losing of Azard is a blessing and a curse. Azard's been the best player in the Premiership for the last three, four, or five seasons. But in the same, in the same token, is that we haven't really built a team. What we've done is just build around Azard instead of building around a culture and a leaven. And I believe that's changing now. The way that training, training is going on. The way, the way that the club, the players seem at the club that we're really progressing, that we're actually having a system. Training isn't rigorous. It's not boring in August and September. It does get rigorous. It does get boring. It's a 38-game season. But to have the complaints you did about Saudi in September, October, November, when it's so early in the season, it just goes to show how rigid the system was. There was no change. There was no plan B. And that's why Saudi's no longer the manager of Chelsea. I mean, in my personal opinion, I mean, he was going to get the sack. So it, it sounds like, you know, let's, he resigned to go to Juventus. He never got the sack, though. Yeah, it was going to happen. He was never technically sacked. We did not fire him. He left. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Juve. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, I, I know we're not talking about Saudi I do follow Saudi and I believe Juve is going to win the league at Inter Milan second. Ooh. Heisty. Just to throw that in there. Heisty. Two Chelsea managers are going to, two former Chelsea managers are going to be going out of this year in Serie A. Yeah, and you can expect, like, maybe in a season or two, Ancelotti returning to Italy and going to Milan and be like, what do I do as a Chelsea supporter? Who do I support? Conte or Ancelotti? I mean, uh, Ancelotti does manage Napoli. Edit that out. Um, number two. <laughs> that lasts for 40 seconds. <laughs> number two. Second place. And I know I'm going to get stick for this. <laughs> Manchester City. Oh, my God. That's a shock. Manchester. <laughs> Manchester City. 
Yes, they are amazing. They're a great a great side. I think they win Champions League. I think they're a team that they're at least in the semifinals of Champions League. But what is the wear and tear of doing the season in, season out is going to get to them? When is it? Yep. Because, yes, they're a very talented side. But there's also another side that's equally as talented, at least in my opinion. And we'll cover them more extensively in a few minutes. But... I mean, City didn't really do much this transfer window. For me, it's, it's a first time seeing that. They barely did anything. Yeah, they got a couple of They didn't do anything much last transfer window, though, either. Yeah. Sonny is done for a while, so... I believe City wants to be more self-sustained, and it's the same with Chelsea. It's why you don't see them spending as much. Like, Manchester United returned to the historical figure they've always been. They're a club that outspends their rivals. They historically have outspent Liverpool. They historically have always had the money in the Premiership. And it's just more of the same with financial fair play. But that's another discussion for another day. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, this is really shocking about their transfer. Joel Cancelo. Like, really? Joel Cancelo? I don't know where, like, what about Kyle Walker? What's going to happen with Kyle Walker? That's going to be, you know, that's going to be really interesting. He's going to go with a back five, with a back three. That's going to be... But, but we know how Pep Guardiola likes to offer. He, he always likes to have two players be able to play the same position. He believes in depth. He believes in rotating his side. But he's done that through his time at City. He did it at Bayern Munich, and he did it a bit at Barca, but I don't really consider too much of his Barca career how he's evolved as a manager because he's a way different manager than he was at Barcelona. And Bayern Munich, I believe, really like shaped up, shaped him up to the manager he is right now because competing in Europe with Bayern is you have a lot of expectation. I remember a couple of years ago that he was saying that oh he's not gonna do anything in England and look back to back premierships. He won the treble no. domestically. He won the treble like. And, yeah, basically, that's basically it. I was one of the ones, I was one of his detractors. <laughs> and when Conte won the Premier, Premier League, and him, Mourinho's first season, I talked, to, I talked a lot of shit about Pep Guardiola. You know what? Even though Fonte exists or whatever, like I didn't put it out on social media or what have you, that was one of my bad predictions, and I'll admit that. I never expected him to adjust his system to go anything outside of his 4-3-3 tiki-taka. Like, uh, that's what I expected him to do at City. I, d- I didn't, because the way he would talk about a vision, the way that he would talk at City like how he did at Barcelona, yep. compared to when he was at Bayern and he made adjustments. I, I was wrong. I thought the English game would mess him up. I thought he couldn't do it in a cold, rainy night at Stoke. And look, ba- back-to-back champion. And Stoke City's not even the premiership anymore. <laughs> Poor Stoke, man. Butlin's still in the championship. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, that's what happens when you sign a five, six-year contract as a team that's not in the top half of the table. Mm-hmm. And their transfer grade. And for my champions, I have Liverpool. But... Again, going 6-2-1, it doesn't surprise anyone. And 
I can say the talk for days about Liverpool, but I'm not. I'm going to keep it short, a lot shorter than uh, the Chelsea take, because I believe that was more of a shocker than them and the Leicester take were more shockers than anything else. And I have a question for you about the Liverpool pick. Go ahead. Do you really think they can actually win this thing? They can actually break that curse that everyone's been talking about for a very long time, you know, in their slums, Liverpool? I don't necessarily agree with calling Liverpool a slum or whatever. Uh, I've partaken in that chat when I was younger and drunker. <laughs> like, hey. a, lot of, a lot of rival football fans have. There's been Liverpool chants I've had directed at me. Very anti-Chelsea. I'm not going to get into the wording, but it's just football. There's banter. But honestly, yeah, I do believe Liverpool breaks the curse. I believe it's time. I believe that this is the side that will do it. Um, Jurgen Klopp has beaten has beaten a top, top side before, like City. He did it with Borussia Dortmund over in Bundesliga against Bayern Munich. He's taken Dortmund to the Champions League final. He's won the Champions League final this past season. And you got to remember, yes, City are the Premier League champions, but Liverpool are the Champions League winners. A lot of people commonly forget that talking about the Premiership, and they only lost the Premiership by a very slim margin last season, like only a few points. And I believe this. I believe this Liverpool side. They know how much it's going to mean for the city. And yeah, I have a very pro Mary side top four, very unconventional top four. But we'll see how it plays out in the Premiership. No one expected Leicester to win the league. Eh? Yeah, but Liverpool's a big team. That's different than Leicester. We'll see what happens. And again, I believe they break the duck. We we see this in sports, in multiple sports. I can pull up some American sports where you have in baseball the Cubs. This isn't as long as it, but the Cubs, the Red Sox, like they do have football. You look at the Eagles and and. Hockey, the Chicago Blackhawks a few years ago when they won their first title against the Flyers. Like, these things don't last forever, and I believe Liverpool's going to shape out the season. They're going to win the Premiership. And they do have, in my opinion, this is my opinion, actually, the best goalie in the world, Allison. And that man is just an animal. Money on the earth. Mm, Prime-wise, all times... Is Iker Casillas. He was recovering from an injury, mate. A fucking injury. Last season, he started looking like the order of before. Watch this season. Yeah. <laughs> and the transfer grade. That even have a transfer grade. Uh, I give them... They didn't do too much in the transfer window, but I don't think they had to. They they didn't overcomplicate everything, so I'll give them a B. A lot of clubs who typically miss on the league by a couple points, they go out and just try to spend, 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 rather than keeping what's going on. And I believe Liverpool did the right thing. Remember, they broke their transfer record for Van Dyche. Yeah, and that shit went in a blessing in the skies. Yeah. Anyhow, we're moving on to the relegation battles. 
the three teams that are going to be relegated, starting from 18. Oh, we're going 18, not 20. All right. Yeah. Okay, this changes. Damn. Okay, this changes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with number 18, Norwich City. Fuck, you know, every fucking year they get promoted. Everybody predicts them. they're getting relegated in the first year. <laughs> and most of the time they do. No, they haven't even survived one year in the Premier League. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, I'll go with Nor. Uh, I'll go with Norwich. Um, I just don't think they have enough quality. Uh, uh, they're gonna leak too many goals. They're not gonna score enough. Basically, the same thing that you're gonna keep saying about the the relegation three. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, honestly, uh, Norwich. I mean, the only reason I'm happy to see Norwich up this year. I mean, uh, for my native, they got uh, great supporters. Yeah, just they true. got great supporters. We're finally going to have the I first Cuban in the Premiership for all the Cuban supporters out there. Hey, that's good. But transfer grade-wise, what do you think? Cause I, a D. A D, yeah. That's, yeah they're, they ha- I haven't heard any noise from them. So, yeah, a D. Yeah. Who's going to be your uh, number 19? Oof. Burnley, I Damn. believe the magic runs out for Dice. They like with, with Danny Drinkwater as your most heralded signing on a six-month loan. You're <laughs> in trouble. Everyone's spending around. Everyone around these spending. I like Drinkwater. He didn't make it at Chelsea, but he was really good at Leicester. And I just, uh, I don't know. I just, well, I do know that they are getting relegated. And honestly, I think there's a lot of pace from 18 to 19. <laughs> They just don't have enough, and we fought in the first half of last season. There's only so much galvanizing you could do when you're out there. Like, you're basically fighting guns against swords. <laughs> like, it, it's not fair. So you're bringing a knife to a gunfight, I guess, would be a better analogy. There's <laughs> only so much that just masquerading it, just trying to change how it is. Nah, I just don't see it. I see them relegated, and I, I think they get relegated probably in late April. I can see Sean Dice leaving halfway through the season, to be honest with you. I can see him being sacked. Clubs tend to panic. <laughs> yep. And their transfer grade? Um, an F. I agree with you on that. And now... Or probably the craziest thing I'm going to say on this pod to some people because how much money they spent. My team finishing at the foot of the premiership is Aston Villa. Oh my god. You couldn't even say Sheffield. You had to say Aston Villa. Holy shit. I think Sheffield survives on the, I think Sheffield survives on the last day. I believe it's going to be Devin Norwich on the last day fighting it out. And I think Sheffield Sheffield's going to get by on a point or goal differential. I know, I know Sheffield's everybody's prediction. It's the bookie's favorite. But check how many times the bookie's favorite actually hits. And the reason why it's the favorite. That happened at Huddersfield a couple years back. Aston Villa. You know who Villa reminds me of? Who? Fulham. Damn. Look how much money that Fulham spent. And it sounded like they were making great investments. Great investments. 
And I believe I said last season, Fulham, I don't think he's going to do anything. And losing Tammy Abraham, that's going to be that's going to be a huge loss. And I, I just don't see how Villa is really going to be competitive. Like I understand that they spent the money, but I just don't see it. And and they have a really hard fixture list to start out the season. Um, like. When you start off the season going away to Spurs, they're a really tough team. They're home to Bournemouth. Bournemouth's a good side. And then you play the Toffees, and I think the Toffees will probably obliterate them. Then Palace away. Palace might be a team that struggles this season, but they're always tough to play at Selhurst. West Ham, then away to Arsenal. I could maybe see two, maybe three points heading into September, late October. Damn. Into October. I don't see it with Villa, and I, I like Villa. I love their supporters. I just don't believe that this is the time to do it, to stay in the Premiership. I, I think I, that they're not going to be able to score enough goals. Their funniest player and, a couple of years back was Gabriel Bungahor. Yeah, oh no, he, he was a great player. They had Emil Heskey back in the day, who, who was a pretty good player. He, well, more on the England stage when he had Michael Owen to knock the ball down to. It all thrown at Liverpool. But the, the problem with Villa is their football is still stuck in the 80s, the 90s, even the early 2000s when it comes to English football. Damn. And I don't believe that's going to work in this premiership. And if there's a common theme, I have three sides that play probably your more traditional long ball style. All relegated. Villa's going to turn into a long ball style. There's times in the championship that they look like they played a bit of possession, but the way that the way that they're going to shape out is play long ball style, and that's not going to benefit them against lower teams in the table. True. And their transfer grade. A C minus. Damn. I expected a no. Uh, they did improve in some positions, but I just don't think the style of football and the way that they're going to play is going to rest to win in the Premiership. Hmm. I see. <laughs> well, that's that. That's Villa right there. Can you get be the worst team in the Premiership? Well, it did happen to follow last year, so. Deja vu could strike twice. God damn, that side was I think I told you last terrible. season that Fulham was going to be relegated. Did you look at me crazy? And I laughed at you because I thought Fulham was actually going to be a mid-table club last year, to be honest with you. There's a thing for spending too much money and not staying with the system that got you there. Yep, that's true. And we're going to move on to rewards. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Your young player of the year. Mason Mount. I oh, believe fuck? he's going to take the premiership by storm. He's a Chelsea midfielder, more of an attacking midfielder. He's going to get a lot of opportunity under Lampard. He had a hell of a season for Darby County a season ago. And Mason Mount is one that I believe is going to um, really shock a lot of people. Damn. Mason Mount. I mean, I had a different opinion, but... Who do you got? Uh, uh, actually, another player from Chelsea. And uh, this is going to be funny. Um, he's actually a yank. And it's Christian Pulisic. Uh, 
my only hold up on Pulisic is can he hold up through a full Premiership season in in English football? He's had injuries in Bundesliga, and he didn't even play a full season last season. I believe Pulisic's going to come really good for Chelsea. He's going to be a really good player, but my expectation is not as high in his first season. I hope it's not because he's a yank. No. It's not. I was also born in America, even though I support the English national team and I'm very pro-British at times. Um, but uh, I just think that it's going to take time to adjust to the Premiership. I got you. I got you. And your manager of the year? I'm going to go with Frank uh, Lampard. If we finish <laughs> third, or Jurgen Klopp. Either or, I believe Lampard has really good odds, but if Liverpool win the league, they're probably going to go with Jurgen Klopp. Damn, I can't believe you already put Frankie Lampard as manager of the year. Oh my God. (laughs) If I'm picking a third place, who's going to be manager of the year more than likely? Of course. This is a side everyone's written off. And even me, because my prediction is going to be funny and I'll be later on on the pod. And uh, your player of the year, the main event. Player of the year, Sadio Mane. Oh, my God. Another Liverpool player. Fuck. He is going to be the reason that Liverpool won the premiership. I mean, there's Mohamed Salah, there's Firmino, there's Hendo. Mane scores the big goals. Mohamed Salah scores against Burnley <laughs> and Bournemouth. <laughs> Mane scores the winners. That's why I have a player of the year. The writers might choose to vote to vote Salah if he had a couple more goals, but the important goals are going to be for Mane. Ah. And yes. I, that, I hope they make him player of the year. I, that's The way that he plays, I believe he will be. Ah. I got you. I mean, like I said, I mean, damn, but damn, like, I'm still shocked. He said, man, I got all people, man. I believe he's the best big game player Liverpool has. You already know who's going to be my uh, favorite. You know who's going to be my uh, player of the year. Harry Kane. Damn, you're wrong, but okay. Your player of the year is not Harry Kane, Mr. Spursy? For me, well, if they win, that's if they win, it would be a player from City, which is Sergio Aguero. You know how he is. Amazing player. Can't Aguero. deny Can't his talent. Honestly, I believe if City won the league, the player of the year would probably be Sterling because he would be the one to propel. We know where, what we're going to get from Aguero. If Sterling really shows his form, like his best game for 38, for 38 games, yeah. Like, I believe he could be player of the year. But I guess, you know, Aguero's not a bad pick. He's a good pick, but I just believe Sterling just, he's on that other level. True. There's also Harry and Kane. He, you know, depending on Harry Kane, depends, you know, the injuries. It depends is, on how Spurs are. Like as I said, I have him at this place. Um, I believe they're going to finish in fifth because I think there's a step friction between Pochettino and the board. Yeah, I, I like Spurs. I believe Spurs on paper, on paper, and um, and what have you, they're better than Leicester. They're better than Chelsea. 
just as if it's probably Arsenal and United, but when you put it in the practice, it's the side who looks better and they play better as a team. Yep. That's true. I mean, let's see what happens, man. All I know yeah, is, all I know is that um, what's it called? It um, it's gonna be a crazy weekend this weekend, especially a couple good matches there, especially on the Sunday match. We got that on the first weekend. Traveling to Old Trafford, always a tough game. Chelsea's plus two forty five. Come on, Kev, you already know I've taken Chelsea plus two forty five. I'm not suggesting. I'm not giving that. I'm not giving that out to, to uh, to, to the listeners. What I would honestly give out. <laughs> uh, I, I'll give one game out right quick. Um, I just need to pull up the exact odds. One second. One second. I believe. Um, trying to find. I believe Spurs were laying one and a half. Damn. To Aston Villa. That's really low. Uh, Knowing this first, I can score. <laughs> Mind you, they put six at Everton last year. Can you pause it? Hello? Yeah. I want to pull up the thing. Yeah, it is Spurs minus one and a half. Damn. So, so we're going to start back up on Spurs minus one, one and a half at minus 120. That's not bad. That's actually good. Not, I mean, one and a half is still low, but yeah. I expected a little bit bigger, but remember, it's week one, so we don't know. Uh, All right, let's restart it. And then after, yo. Hmm. Uh, so just the predictions, and that's it? Yes, my man. You've been very helpful, man. Thank you so much for being on the pod. And what's it called? We'll have you a couple. We'll have you on some pods whenever you want to come. You already know. Dude, dude, we'll talk after the pod. I want to smoke a cigarette. So let's get this done. <laughs> Die. Thank you, Vic, for being on the pod. Always appreciate it. Um, just a couple, uh, just a couple plays to leave the viewers on. Um, I got Tottenham Hotspur minus one and a half goals um, against Villa, and I got a little uh, upset action. I got uh, Newcastle United. They're catching half a goal, which is basically means win or draw. They're playing Arsenal. And I believe Newcastle is going to start off the season with the draw. They have their backs against the wall, and they're going to come out fighting. Imagine if they do not win. I can imagine already Arsenal fan TV going nuts. They always do, mate. <laughs> they always do. Because, man, <laughs> those people are nuts. God damn, those supporters are nuts. Anyways, thank you for having me on the pod. Anytime, but, Big. You already know. You're always welcome to be on the pod. Thank you so much, man. Alright, thank you. And we're back here owning this podcast. I got my boy Shu in the pod. Thank you for coming, Shu. What's going on, buddy? You got it, bro. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Sweet. So, what we're here to talk about is the 20 teams, your predictions, who's finishing what, 
and why? Alright, um, you know what? I'll start off with the top four. Nick? It's obviously like the main go from the top six in the Premier League. Just, just the way off like preseason and stuff, I think I'm going to go with City winning the title for the third time in a row. Yep. What, what do you think about that? I actually do agree with you on that one. I have that one as well. Yeah, just looking at preseason and stuff. Oh, look, Liverpool just scored. Um, what, what, just how preseason went and Klopp getting, you know, Rodrigo from Atletico Madrid and Cancelo, they just look really strong. Liverpool didn't buy anyone, right, Kev, if I'm correct, so... No, and only a 16-year-old who was making fun of Harry Kane the whole fucking time that he's been signing with Liverpool. Yeah, dude, exactly. So they're looking a little... Like, they, they should have strengthened at least a couple of players, but... I'm going to go with City winning the title. Liverpool at second. I think they'll still have a great year. Um, how, how many points did they get last year? Like, 97? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening again. I think they'll drop points in the middle of the season. I'm going to go with, like, 89 points in them, 90. And then, um, third place, I'll go with your Spurs. Um, you guys obviously made a couple good signings. Didn't really lose anybody. Not Anybody yet. That's Not yet because of the fact that people still want Eric. He wants to. He wants to go to Madrid, but Madrid's a one, and but let's see what happens in that department. Yeah, the opinion could change if Erickson leaves. I just rate him that highly. But I'll have you guys at third place. And then fourth, uh, this is tough for me, you know, being a Chelsea fan, but with none of the signings and uh, and freaking Lampard and stuff. I'll probably just go with Arsenal fourth place. I'm curious to hear your top four, but they uh, obviously bought Pepe. They just got Davo Luiz. For everything that you say about him, he's still, like, he'll probably be Arsenal's best defender. Well, if Emery goes to three in the back, I think they'll be quite effective. The fact that, uh, well, they got that supposedly young kid that supposedly is good, um, Kirby Tierney. Oh, Tierney, yeah. Um... What do you, so what's your top one? Let me hear it since I just gave a line. Uh, well. Really quick, I want City, City, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal. Uh, City, Liverpool, Spurs, and fourth place is going to be funny. I had Everton. Everton, okay. So you think there's going to be that big jump? Yep. One of the teams are going to infiltrate it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. All right. Do you want me to keep going? Of course. Okay. Fifth place. I'll go with the mighty CFC. <laughs> I just think that, you know, with the players that we have and stuff, top four is unrealistic, but I, I still think we can have a decent season. I think uh, 75 points is reasonable, maybe 72. Then sixth, I'll go with United with that last year of league spot. Maybe uh, Ole Gunnar gets fired. What do you think? Everybody's been saying that. Everybody's been saying, no, this guy's going to get the sack. I mean, they're probably going to have patience with him. It's just depending on United plays this season, to be honest with you. Yeah, we, we obviously have some buddies that like United, and I like to troll because I hate them. But the, the matter of the fact is that they, they sold Lukaku and didn't replace him, which is a big deal to me. Because now the responsibility on, on Rashford and Martial is just... Huge. Yeah, they had that Greenwood kid coming up too. So. Yeah, but come on, bro. Let's be realistic. Yeah, preseason. If he's, 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 if, he's, if the right coach was there, 
he's a 20 goal guy. So that's that's gonna be hard to replace. You need that out and out striker. You know that six two beast. Yeah. You don't really have a target man now. Yep. And then um, it didn't strengthen midfield. I I want to hear what you think about that. Midfield, crazy. midfield. I mean, uh, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, just... they, they even lost Herrera and didn't even buy a center mid. So where did he go? He went to uh, PSG on a free. Oh what? Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Let me see. I'm gonna tell you right now. You tell me what you think about their midfield. They have Matic, Fred, Pogba, and Mata. Essentially. You need two more midfielders to at least cover that hole for injuries or. Oh yeah, they they they, they do have McTominay. He's okay. He's not he's not too 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 fancy or not too yeah, big on my radar. That's just me. I think we can both agree for United standard that they're definitely missing a, another sentiment. Of course. Of course, and that's yeah. gonna and that's gonna come back to bite him in the ass to be honest with you because the fact that they didn't do any reinforcements in that position. Alright, so um, after that 7th place, I got my team, Leicester City. Damn. I really like what they did in the summer, getting Taylor to stay. Obviously, losing Maguire is, is a tough loss, but I think they'll be fine. They got a good manager too, Brendan Rodgers. Obviously, yeah, Brendan Rodgers is obviously rated. Um, Remember, he got that freaking Liverpool team to 2nd place that no one thought that they would be in top 2. Yeah, 100%. And just, if you look at their team, as, as crazy as it sounds, it's on par with, like, a Chelsea team, to be honest. They're not that really far off. Your boys in that team, too. Tillymans. Yeah, Tillymans is in there. And then they have a couple uh, good defenders. Like, this dude, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like, Sinoku. He's a Turkish kid. Mmm, what are you talking about? They paid, like, 20 million pounds for him last summer, so maybe he'll have that jump this year. And then, you know, Hikaru Pereira on the right. And uh, Chilwell on the left. I think they're pretty sad, dude. Chilwell's so, really good, man. I like him a lot. I We could talk about breakups later, but James Madison already had a great season last year. I mm-hmm. think he could really just become that 100 million pound player this this season. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with Leicester at seven. Eighth place. Let me, let me take a good look. I'll go with Everton, man. I mean, they just bought a Wobie. At the deadline, everybody has mixed opinions about that. Um, 30 million, 35 million pounds is a lot of money for, for a kid like him, but he does strengthen them. They already have Richarlison. Richarlison, Bernard. Do they have an O&O striker? Alright, they just got Moise Keane. Moise Keane. We'll see what that kid could do. So that's a really decent front three, if you ask me. With Bernard, maybe on the outside looking in. Fellow countryman, Bernard. Yeah, Plashko, my new player. And then, um... They still got... Midfield, Sigurdsson, and, like, Andre Gomes and stuff. So, yeah. They didn't get Zuma back, which I think is a big deal. So, now they don't have, like, that main center back. Their pairing's looking like Michael Keane and Mina, though. That's still a force right there, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then they they, they actually got CD Bay from Monaco on loan, so... Mm Mm-hmm. Last minute, too. I think eighth place is fair, so... Let me, let me hear your uh, Everton take since you had them at fourth. Everton, this is the thing with Everton. Like, they start out, this is the thing, this is why I have them at top four. They have games that they can win. But the problem with Everton has always been their problem that the teams that they have to beat, they don't beat them. And I like guess either a loss or a draw. And the teams that they're not supposed to beat, they always beat them. 
Or draw. Do you, you rate Marco Silva? I like him a lot, actually. Nice. At first I didn't, I was making fun of him, but then obviously he grew on me. Duff. Alright, so let me let me keep going. Alright, so ninth place. This is where it gets interesting. You know what? I'll go I'll go with the wolves. I think that's the safe pick. <laughs> Portugal FC. Yeah. You already know <laughs> who they got on their team and stuff, man. <laughs> um they buy they did buy Kutrone from uh, AC Milan for like twenty million pounds. Yeah, they got him and they got they locked up uh Jimenez full time as well. Yeah, so they, they, they didn't spend like when they made the Premier League but they kept everybody, which is important. Mm-hmm. They still got their... their they guy. got uh, Jesus Vallado. Uh, Jesus Vallejo yeah. from uh, Madrid. I was just saying that. Yeah, they have him on loan. They got him on loan, but a permitted buy. Yeah, so as long as they got, like, Ruben Neves and Mucinho in the middle, then Dunk, right? Yeah, I, I think nine places is fair. I I'm surprised. I they have the firepower to compete with a Leicester. Just because I think Madison and stuff is so good. I'm surprised nobody but, wanted Ruben Neves in the summer, to be honest with you. I just, I, I, I'm not sure I told you already, but I, I think he's already reaching that 80 million, 90 million threshold, so it's going to be hard for it to just go in and buy him. Yeah. He's, I, I rate him that highly. He's a great defensive man. Um, just really quick, where, where'd you have, uh, where'd you have the Wolves? Because I think they're a controversial one. Ninth. So you have a ninth as well. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. 10th place, this is where it starts getting messy, most people act like, they'll act like they know where, where they're going with this one, but, um, I'll, I'll just go with Watford on this one, oh, 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 I'm missing a big team, West Ham will go 10th, I'll give West Ham 10th. Damn, that's really high. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? That's not really high, but high, that's kind of high. <laughs> you think West Ham doesn't deserve 10th? No. Alright, come on, they already have the... You said the, uh... I had Bournemouth at 10. They they just bought Sebastian Haller. He's a nice right mid. We can go about him later. From Frankfurt. They bought four nose. I don't know, man. I think 10th is fair. I'll go, I'll go 10th with West Ham, man. The problem with West Ham is that, yeah, you can have all these players, but they just get very... Well, Greeny's a nice, tidy coach, too. I don't think he, he'll let a season spiral. Maybe they won't. Like exceed ex- expectations, but I, I can't see a disaster season. They don't have a they don't have um this guy anymore either. Um, what's his if name? They don't finish top of like mid table. They're not. He's getting sucked. Oh yeah, of course. They don't have uh, Carol anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'll go with tenth. I don't think they'll surpass any of the other teams I mentioned, but I think tenth is fair. All right, let me just make sure I'm not overlapping or anything so let me just keep going 11th place hmm you know what i'm gonna go with i'll go with bournemouth man yeah it's like that yeah basically my pick and your pick was like a swap because i had a west ham at 11 and bournemouth yeah, that's, at 10. that's fair man I, I think eddie howe is a, a decent coach he's yeah. pretty solid the fact that they were trying to sell Naaki for 75 million pounds is hilarious. Yeah, they already have him. Um, they have Frazier, which is a decent little player. Jefferson Lerma, whatever. 
And then just Kyle Wilson and King. I, I feel like he kind of coaches that team up. I don't know if you agree. The team doesn't look that good, but they're right. pre- pretty consistent in the Premier League and stuff. They're not. I don't think they're in trouble of like battling regula- relegation or anything. Nah, uh, nah. I'll, I'll just go with them in eleven. Ooh, there's another goal for Salah. Two nothing. Shit. All right. 12th place. Man, this is where it gets really ugly, I think. I'm going to go with uh, Sean Dyke uh, bounce back season. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not sure where Burnley finished last season, but I think that now it's just a, a crapshoot. I don't... I'll hear your opinion in a second, but I don't really rate any of the teams from 12 on up. So... I just, I think that let me see if they anything notable. I mean, they just got drink water on loan. Yeah. I know, like I hate him because he played at Chelsea and he never was like the biggest waste of money. But does he not improve them a little bit? Not really. The team's still pretty bad, in my personal opinion. And I have him at fifteen. All right. Let me just take a look at their team. Listen, man. They're not that good, I, I know for sure, but I, I think if they can grind out those those zero zeros and those one zeros, 12, 12 is, is feasible. Uh, Who do you have at 12? I believe I had Watford at 12. Watford at 12, okay. So you're probably missing one of these teams I'm going to mention, and they're all the way up for you, so let me just keep going. Alright, man, 13th place. Um, I'll just go with Crystal Palace, man. Yeah, I look, agree with you on that one. Look, Roy Hodgson, he's obviously an experienced coach. He still kept Zaha, which is a big freaking deal, obviously. He doesn't want to play for them anymore, though. Yeah, and then, I mean, they got Cahill, they got Sakuso, so they just actually got Jason, Jason McCarthy, right? No. Oh, they let him go? Oh, they just let him go? No, I think they just bought him. Oh, they had no. They, they've been had James McCarthy. They got they James, got, McCarthy. They got James McCarthy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. So they have McCarthy and McCarthy. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with them at 13th. I don't think they had the firepower to like win games. I don't know if Vintage still got something in the bag. Nah. He's ass. Oh, yeah, man, you're looking at Zaha, basically Max Meyer. They're 13th is fair for me. What the fuck happened to Max Meyer, bro? Everybody fucking rated him as the next grade and ass. I'm gonna take a look at his thing. I mean, he had 29 appearances last season. Uh, only 15 starts, so maybe he had he had that transition season. But yeah, this year is looking like a make or break for him. Let me, let me keep going. All right, that was my 13th. With 14th, I'm good with Southampton, man. Yep, Southampton. Yep. You're gonna, you, you're probably more in touch with them. I haven't really kept up with, kept up with them lately, but they still got the same gang up there: Vestergaard and Yoshida, Bertrand, Cedric Soares, Danny Ames. They really, I, I didn't notice any uh, significant signings, did you? But they kept like Lamina. No, they just got rid of their their one year wonder. Uh, what's his face? Um, Charlie Austin. He went back to the championship. Oh, it's about time, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, they, they did sign Danny Ings. Uh, I know 20 million times is ridiculous, but he, he might get them some goals. He's probably better than uh, than Charlie Austin for sure, so that's a little upgrade. You know what? I, I'm giving them 14, but I could easily see them being like 11. So their 14 is like very, uh, 
like very loose. So I could see 11 to like 14, but I'll just go with 14 for Southampton. I could see them being decent. Yeah. All right, let me keep going. All right, 15 plays. This is where it gets tricky. So these are teams that are going to save ass, basically. <laughs> 15 plays. I'll go with... Mm, I'm not confident saying it, but I'll go with Newcastle's 15th place. I do agree with you. I mean, they're going to be fighting the relegation soon this year. It's not the players, man. It's really not the players. It's more the manager. I never yeah. liked Steve Bruce. I really think he's an idiot. Mid-table manager at best. Yeah, man. I mean, they didn't really... Obviously, a lot of Newcastle fans want Ashley out and stuff. <laughs> For just years. Just like, defending and stuff, man. They're just a mess, but... They did buy, uh, obviously, you know, I'm Brazilian. The striker they bought, Joel Chine, uh, he, he actually has some potential. I have some friends that really rate him. He didn't really bag a lot of goals, but he's very good in, like, the link-up and stuff. And, and a comp that I've heard is, please don't think I'm saying he's going to be this good. But style-wise, uh, a lot of Brazilians are comparing him to Firmino. Oh, my God. I'm not, not saying he's going to be that good, <laughs> just in terms of style. Because, like, he's very good at linking up. So, I think that's a good signing. If he can play maybe 35, 30 games, that, that's a great addition for them. They bought that guy that uh, that always wears the Gucci headband, you know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. St. Maximin or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. See what's up with that guy. If he can give them 30 games, that's a nice little boost. They got Andy Carroll, hilariously. Partnership with him and uh, Admion should be nice. Yeah, so they have your guy on me on. Yo, you know what? I kind of, hot take, I kind of rate Newcastle's squad a little bit. I'm not going to lie. 15th place might be harsh. So listen, 15th and 14th, I have Southampton and uh, Newcastle. Very loose. I can see them breaking into like top 12, top 10. I, I don't think Newcastle's that bad. Man, I think, I think those, those, they won't get relegated. I'm, I'm confident saying that. The only reason why I just don't like Newcastle is like I said, it's just Steve Bruce. Yeah, people think I'm stupid for saying this, but I am right. This guy is a mid-table championship manager at best. Yeah, there's no comparison with Benitez and him. Him and Steve McLaren, oh my god, well that's two fucking retards in a pot. I don't get how McLaren gets TV time. 100%, man. Alright, let me keep going. 16th, same relegation. I'm going to go with Aston Villa. Oof. Coming up, obviously they got my guy JT up there. Who's their coach again? Their head coach? Uh, Dean Smith, me. okay. Dean Smith. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like I watched them in the, in the championship, but they obviously had a pretty, pretty solid season. They, they did buy this Brazilian kid that's uh, he's not highly rated, but People know about him in Brazil and stuff, so keep an eye on him. His name is Wesley. Mm-hmm. He plays for Club Brugge in, uh, in Belgium. He's like 6'1", and he's a center forward with good speed and stuff, so he's like that prototypical uh, Brazilian striker. You talking about Wesley? Yeah, his name's Wesley. He's like 6'1", man. You'll probably check him out when you play him this weekend. He'll probably start. Their best player. 
which is the reason why he's still in the club, because of course they went up. Uh, Jack Graylish, I like him a lot. Yeah, Jack Graylish too. They they do have a team in. Oh, this kid was like six four, man. That's 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 impressive. It's like a target man. They they have some guys that you know. You know, like El Ghazi, obviously. Of course. Yeah, they have. Uh, they they bought this guy Trezeguet. Mm-hmm. They did spend some money. They spent like a um, hundred million pounds. They have your guy Jack Grealish. Tom Heaton, yeah. I like him a lot too. Did they buy Jota? Or was Jota already there? Uh, Jota was. I believe it was already there. It doesn't there. matter. It doesn't matter. All right, they got Jota. They got uh, Douglas from uh, City, bro. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, so that's kind of a big signing, if you ask me. He's playing La Liga, so he has experience. That's a nice little move for them. And then um, in their back line, you're going to know better than me because you're just more in touch with the English players. They they forked out like 25 million pounds for Tyron Mings. What do you think about that? If he was Tyron Mings, if he'll give you, the thing is that he'll give you a good game one day, and then another day he just gives you a... Terrible ass game. That's the thing about Tyrone. Oh, Mace. he shit. Yeah, he's iffy. He's a, for me, he's a suspect. Okay, so I mean, they bought him. So it's looking like they're gonna have uh, defensive issues because I, I don't really know any of their defenders. Would they, you agree with that? Do you know anybody there that's impressive or, hmm. or promising? Other than Tyrone Miggs, I really don't know anybody on this damn team. Because yeah, JT's so, not playing. He's gonna be a great coach. Villa has a little midfield. They have a couple attackers. Um, so 16th, this is where I, from here on out, I can see them getting relegated, obviously. There's obviously a chance that, that they could get relegated. Oh, 3-0 for Liverpool Van Dyke. Um, listen, they can get relegated 100%, but I like their little team. I'll go with 16th. Alright, last team saving relegation. Um, let me think this one out for a second. Man, I'm just going to play it safe. You're probably going to be like, dude, you're missing out on Sheffield. But I'm going to go with Brighton, just saving face one last time. I have Brighton done. You have Brighton done. Okay, let me just take a look at their team. They still have like Duffy and Dunk, Montoya. Okay, I know they're not good. Aaron Moy, I think he left or he or he's about to leave. Oh, actually, Moy was at Huddersfield, right? So they yeah, they him got him alone. Hey, that's a nice little move, man. I gotta say. Up front, they got Glenn Murray. Okay, Lucadia. Listen, I don't rate them. They could easily get relegated, but I have them at 17th. Yeah. And then just the teams are getting dropped. Um, I won't go into too much detail. If you have any questions, you can ask. But in no order, I'll just have Norwich... Sheffield, and the last team that I'm missing is, who's the last team I'm missing? Hmm, good question. You never said Watford, where they're finishing. Watford, I thought I, thought I said like 10th, no? No. Listen, so how about this? If I, if I mentioned all the teams as a spot ahead, what I'll do is I'll go Norwich, Sheffield, and Brighton. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's my relegation right there. That's my relegation right there. I have Sheffield dead last, followed by um, Brighton and Norwich. Okay, yeah, so I think that's fair, man. Uh, is there any questions you have about those teams? I don't really want to get into much detail, but I no, it's nothing fine. that they really have impresses me. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's too much. 
Too much. Um, what's it called? They didn't do much in the summer. Those three teams that are getting relegated. Yes. Who do you have as your young player of the year? Man, so is there is, let's say it's criteria. Like 23 and under? Mm-hmm. You know what, man? I'm going to go with... Give me a second. Let me think about this. You know what, man? Off the top of my head, let me hear yours first and why, and then and then I'll go. Um, you're gonna make fun of me for this, but just go. Um, uh, what's it called? I'm going with the Yank. I'm going with uh, Christian Pulisic. Really? You're kidding me? No way. No, I really think he's gonna have a break. This is he's gonna have a breakout year at Chelsea. I've really. All right, let me hear your take, man. Go ahead. He's gonna get the games, obviously. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna start. So Christian Pulisic, young player of the year. I really think, like I said, he's gonna have a good year this year and. How about you? All right, let me let me just check this out really quick. Man, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh James Madison, man. Shit. I know it's a, I think it's I know it's a crazy one and it's a hot take, I'd say, but man, Madison is looking like a really good midfielder. I think if he could put up the numbers that you need in order to win an award like this, mm-hmm. it's feasible. But he has a, he has a he has the ability to put the ball in the back of the net. So of let me look at he had seven goals and seven assists last year. So if he can go like a double double 10 and 10, I think he's up for grabs, man. Only 22 years old, so. Oh, he's yeah. So, considered a young player. Mm-hmm. I'll go with him. Unless I'm missing somebody, I, I think he's a, he's an okay choice. He's definitely not, like, a favorite, but. I was told, though, another player that might be win player, young player of the year, Mount from Chelsea. Mount from Chelsea. Okay, that's fair, too. He could play. Lampard had him at Derby last year. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be the opportunity for him to play 100. percent So yeah, definitely. He's a little younger though. He's he, I think he's 20 years old. I think that might be a little tough for him. Plus um, it's okay. I get it because he's gonna be up front getting goals and stuff. But yeah, I don't think you can compare Mount to like a Madison just yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. So go ahead. Anything else you wanna go on? Uh, manager of the year. Manager of the year, can we exclude Pep Guardiola? Mm, yeah, top? that's fine by me. Alright, so, I think they're obviously going to be way too good. They're going to finish 95 points, so he can obviously win the award. But I'll, I'll go with somebody that's an impress. I'm going to go with Brendan Rodgers, man. I mean, I had them going seven. I can see them maybe creeping up and taking maybe Chelsea's spot. So, I'll, I'll go with Leicester City. I, I can see them finally, like, Apart from the season that they won the Premier League, I can see them really competing and, and beating the big boys and just showing that they can probably be top like part of the top six and make it a top seven, man. I'm very high on Leicester. I like I like their board. I like the signings they make. I like the coach. I like the players. But actually, that's a good pick, actually. I find that, that that's actually a different pick from a lot of people. But that's, that's a good pick. Who would you go with? I, just, I mean, if, if, if you're asking me if I'm a betting man who's going to win the award... I'll go with Pep Guardiola, but I just wanted to keep it a little different. For me, if this team gets into the top four like I have predicted them as, then this manager will win um, manager of the year, uh, Marco Silva. Oh, your guy Marco Silva, okay. Only well, because... I think team. we're both going with uh, not the safe picks. We're going with risky ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, player of the year. Player of the year. Give me one second. Let me think. Mm. I did not come with this one prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Let 
Let me hear yours real quick. I have uh, either Raheem Sterling or Kuna Guado. Alright, man. Listen. You're gonna... You know I rate him. You know I'm a fan. I think this has to be the year that Harry Kane just backs like 28 goals, man. He has to stay healthy. They, they're finally surrounding him with a really strong team. How's his ankle looking? Has he been has he been training? Has he been playing in preseason? Yeah, he played the whole preseason. He scored a goal from half from half field. All right, I'm looking really quickly at, at his preseason. 64 minutes, 44, 66, 46, 44. The guy's been playing the whole summer. He played for England. Listen, if he's healthy, he's 25 goals guaranteed. He's an excellent player. They bought Los Celso. They have Dele Ali coming back slowly. I know he's injured. Um, they still have Erickson, so they're still really strong, man. They they need him up front. They didn't get another striker. They didn't get that ball or anything, so it's him, son, Lucas, okay. Who's your backup striker? Who even plays striker when he's hurt? Lucas. All right, exactly. So been, you guys are, at least until January, you're really going to rely on a, on Harry Kane really badly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Harry Kane. I'm hoping he can stay healthy. I mean I'm not hoping because I, I hate you guys, but <laughs> I can I can really see the guy just bagging 27, 28 goals and just being a force to be reckoned with. Yep. And as as we're watching, I'm not sure if you're looking. Allison is down on the floor. Oh. It looks like a serious injury. Um, it could be something with his knee. That's a huge deal for Liverpool. I know it's not related, but a little update. And yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with Harry Kane. Man. Look. Cool enough. You got any questions for me? You got any questions for me? Um, let me just share some uh, hot takes that you have about the table, maybe. Um. Before you go, we're, we're gonna. If you want, I'm gonna go over uh some some of the transfers that happened in the Premier League. Yep. So we we can have a little trim, a little transfer market thing. So just let me hear some hot takes that you have maybe about the season. What do you think about Joao Cancelo coming to City? Um, I didn't really like. I I I obviously rated Danilo like in his Porto days and when he first was at Madrid, but he kind of fell off for me. So I I see the upgrade, but I think the the deal itself is very fair. But I think Cancelo. I didn't like him when he went to Juventus. He kind of grew on me. But are you asking in terms of the value of the deal or what I think of him as a player? As a player, like going to City. Like, you know, City's a big club. Um, I mean, if they play like that 3-5-2 and he's just like roaming as a right mid and a right wing back and attacking, he'll be deadly in a back four. I'm not too sure, but I think Pep can get the best out of him. When City win those games 4 nothing, he'll have a couple assists. Hmm. He has a very good final crossing. Why? Do you not read him whatsoever? No, no. I just want to ask you that because like a lot of people are saying that, oh, they don't need him. Like, they do need him. Like, how often are yeah, they, they playing? they certainly need him. Um, look, they're trying to win the Champions League, right? So, yeah, it's only for realistic. them, it's going to, they need all hands on deck. Uh, my you, the you, only thing about City that, that's been pissing me off, to be honest with you, is that goalkeeper situation for number two. Like, I honestly think that uh, Zach Steffen should have been the number two goalkeeper. Like, why sign him from Columbus Crew if we're not even going to use him? How much did you guys drop on him? 
Do you know? They dropped 50 million on him. And they ended 50 up. 50 million, Jesus. Then they got, um, well, he played good in the Gold Cup. And he's been playing both for US, but like, they decided to go with Old Man Carson. I don't know if you know Carson from Darby. No, I'm not too familiar with him. He's a, he's a legend at Darby. He's really good. But uh, yeah. Another one I would like to talk about Daniel James. Am I saying it right? From United? What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't watch him too much. What, what team did he come from? I'm, I'm going to know it as soon as you say it. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. Swansea. Swansea. He, he doesn't have a goal in him. Which is kind of tough, but he's obviously a, a, a really work, like hard-working kid. He's a workhorse, kind of. He has extreme pace. He, he, he can go up and down the wing. His, his finishing and his goal creation is probably in question, but any, any coach could use a player like that that just can run his socks off and, and help the team make direct runs and stuff like that. Look, for the, for the price that they paid, I think it's a great signing. But I think United fans are getting ahead of themselves if they're expecting a lot out of him because when the going gets tough, they need goals and it's Manchester United. So mm-hmm. the standards are very high. So, I mean, you, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's man you, so if he's not scoring goals, they're going to get on his neck, but I think he's a decent player, man. Um, are, you, are you very high on him? I don't know him like that. That's like I know him only because you know, obviously the championship. Oh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch him either. I'm just going based off evaluations and a couple of highlights and what people say. But he, he doesn't have a goal on him like that. He probably scored like six or seven goals the whole season last year. So his end product is a little in question. Hot take, another one on Ryan Sessegnon coming to Spurs. I know everybody wanted him in England. Um, so, he's obviously, the big thing with, with Sessegnon was that his deal was going to expire, obviously, you're aware of that, right? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. was he threatening to leave on a free? So, Fulham probably felt like they had to let the kid go before they lost him for nothing. The kid... That's why the fee was so low, so, I mean, he's probably a 50 million pound player that went for the 25 because of the deal expiring. Mm-hmm. So, that's a nice little coup for, uh... For Spurs, and I just I think so highly of Pochettino, so I could see him working it out and making him into a player. You'll know more than me, so do you see him slotting in at that left mid position? Not yet, not yet, but I can see him at that left. No, how is it? The thing is that so I don't let me know. let me just ask you this. Let's say he starts like FA Cup and stuff. You don't see him in Premier League, right? Mm, I do see him. I actually do see him in the Premier League because of the fact that he did play last season in the Premier League, but I see him coming more as a sub. Okay, so let's. You see him coming in playing left back a little bit or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on how he set up the team, because the reason why people are another question that people have been saying the fact that um we got three set left backs, but Davies is going to be transitioned to a center back later on because of the fact that they want to try the five the five in the back again. But Davies okay. does play center back because he's done with Wales. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I'm going to go over. If you're down, dude, I'm, I kind of want to do some uh, transfer grades and stuff like mm. that for a couple of the big signings. Yeah. You can tell me, like, one that you really like or one that you don't like. So this is what we can do. Um, I'll just name a player, man, and I'll give you the fee that was paid, and you just give me a grade. 
Cool. I'll give you mine, and then you give me yours. You can give an opinion if you want. Mm-hmm. All right. Harry Maguire, 78 million pounds. I know it's like 80, but it's just saying 78 on the on the site. United obviously really needed a center back. I'll, just with the fee and everything, I'll give it a B minus. What do you? What would you give it? A B. A B. Just the fee is just because of the fee, right? Yeah, the fee. But the player, the player performance itself, uh, I give him an A of the player, but. For the market, fee-wise, B. So, what would you give uh, Rodri? He went for 63 million pounds. Who? Uh, Rodrigo. Man City, the mid. He went for 63 million pounds. Uh, I give that a, a B. Because he, um, he can give you a player. He's, um, what's it called? He has talent, so it's not the talent's there. Because you know City doesn't buy players just to buy players anymore. They actually... Five players because they need the players. Definitely. Yeah, I'll go with a B plus right next to you. I I've seen him play for Atletico. He's a good player. Mhm. Alright, how about Nicolas Pepe, seventy-two million pounds? <laughs> I don't know the guy like that to be honest with you. That's why like I'm iffy about him. A B for Arsenal because they need the players, but performance I don't know to be honest with you. I don't know the player like that. I'll go. I'll go with a B too. I mean. It's just so much money, so it's risky. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with a B. How about uh, your guy in in Dumbbell for fifty four million pounds? I think that was uh, I think it was an A, not being biased because we needed a player in that position. Like the guy looks like he's a fucking tank out there. Yeah, man. Um, like a Conte type. Yeah, I'll I'll go A minus. I've seen him play a little bit for Leon. The guy's an animal. He can play as a six or an eight. So he could be the defensive mid protecting your back line, or he can go up and be a box-to-box. Very versatile. He's very... Uh, you're going to notice him. Uh, you probably have. like His legs and stuff are so big, man. So when he's running, he looks like he's like a literal tank. He looks like a freaking... I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> but... 54 million pounds, I think he could have easily went for like 70, so I think that's a good signing. I'll give it an A minus. Whatever you think of uh, Moise Keane. Moise Keane, for the price that was paid, I'll give it a B. Just, I know he played at Juventus and he bagged a couple goals, but I, I still have my questions, man, because if you play for a team like Juve, um, goals are going to come your way, you know, you're dominating the league, so any striker in that position is going to do well, but he's so young, I think he's like 19, mm-hmm. so for 30 million pounds, I definitely get the signing, and I would probably do it myself, but I I don't think Everton can go and expect like 15 goals from him yet, I'm not too sure, man, what do you think? Nah, he'll give you, I think he'll give you like 15 goals, at best. it's just depending on the, the play, how they're going to set up with the... Uh, Bernard, you know, Charleston, Stigerson, etc., etc. Alright, I, I got a couple more here. Let's do like three or four more and then we can go on from there. Mm-hmm. Um, how about uh, Bisaka for 50 million? Sheesh. A lot of money. What would you give up? Give it a B. B? Um, I'll go B minus. I think uh, United just. Needed the right back. They were pretty desperate. I mean, not to, not um, to joke on United, but you spend, you spend that kind of money for a guy who doesn't even know how to clear a ball. I mean, yeah, you're playing the 20-year-old cup, but... Listen, listen. Just 
we're gonna we're gonna rag on United a little bit. You guys bought Ndombele for fifty four million. They bought Wambisaka for fifty. I think they probably needed Ndombele way more than they needed Wambisaka. Would you? You know? So yeah. That's just crazy to me. <laughs> Uh, they have no defense in this, man. It's crazy. Anyways, let's not keep on going on them. <laughs> um, this one, mixed opinions. Some people hate him. Not hate him. They, don't, they just don't rate him whatsoever. Mateo Kovacic, 40 million pounds. Chelsea had a, a loan option, I guess, and they got to keep him because he was already registered. So, it 40 good. million pounds, 25 years old. I'll give it a B minus. What would you give it? C. I don't think you guys bought the wrong Madrid player last year. So who should we have got? The right Madrid player plays for Arsenal, Ceballos. I think Ceballos is okay. better than him. And I like that thing. I like that thing. Alright, let's just do a couple more. I have a couple more on the list. Davi Luis, the snake, going to Arsenal. Oh my god. Can we leave that for the end? Yeah, that's fine. Alright. Um, Yuri Tielmans, 40 million. Fair. I'll give it a, I'll give it a B. B plus. I- you? A. Nice. You trying to come, come along on him? I like him a lot. I did last year. I just thought that Monaco put the plug on him like mad quick. Yeah, he's still only 22 years old. That's kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Alright, Joel Chin, he went for 39 million pounds. The Brazilian striker I was talking about. He gave the comp to Zimian and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a high price, 30 million, 39 million. I'll, I'll go with a B. Yeah. Alright, one last one here I got on the list. Uh, Sebastian Haller, he's a center forward, played for Frankfurt. I heard of him last year, because he was a partner with uh, Jova, Jovatic. Yeah, he was, he was with Luka Jovic, so yeah, he's kind of like setting him up and like assisting and stuff. He had mm-hmm. a great season last year. I'll go with a B plus, given the price of $36 million. What will we go with? That one is actually a B, same thing. I like him a lot. Yeah, that's the type of signing you could probably flip them for like fifty or sixty the next season. So yeah, that one's pretty safe for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And, and anything else you want to go over? It's obviously your show and stuff, but my um, uh, like the question, yeah, the biggest question I'm trying to ask you: What do you think about this guy going to Arsenal, David Luiz? Oh man, David Luiz. Listen, first off, you. You didn't necessarily snake us, because I think the club wanted to sell him at the time. But you go to PSG, <laughs> you score a goal against us in the quarterfinals, and you celebrate sliding on your knees. <laughs> That's already like a violation. That's a vile. I guess we let it go. He comes back. Okay, we win the Premier League. Cool. He already falls out with Antonio Conte. He makes Antonio Conte look like the bad guy. <laughs> he kind of like has that little posse in the Chelsea dressing room. I'm very in touch with this, so you're asking an expert. He's in touch with Jorginho, Diego Costa at the time, guys like that, William, Kennedy, all these Brazilians, they, they have a little posse, right? Mm. So, I'm not saying divide the locker room but like the locker room is very uh posse oriented so he always kind of has that little thing about him and then the fact that you you train with chelsea the whole, oh by the way this is a big deal 
probably why Chelsea didn't get as much money for him. Um, Chelsea just re-signed him to a deal in the summer. He was going to be a free agent and would have left on the free. So them getting that eight million pounds is decent considering that. So like, wow. In, in May he signed a new deal, Kevin. What so the fuck? He, he had no deal, so he basically signed a two-year deal to stay. And then he goes to preseason with Lampard. He's playing. He actually started the first couple games, and then supposedly rumor has it that that Lampard actually dropped him. Right? Mm-hmm. He dropped him for the last game versus uh, Gladbach from Germany, Monte Gladbach. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was really pissed. I can't confirm this. Supposedly, he checked Lampard face to face, and it almost got physical. Sure. Um, they were obviously teammates, so he might have a problem respecting his authority or something like that. Lampard was trying to critique his defending or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he got dropped. I guess he got like almost physical. Words were said, obviously, because I don't think a player just le- leaves like that out the blue unless, unless crap got really bad, so to say. Mm-hmm. So his agent is uh, this guy called Kia Jurachiman or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, the guy is very well connected. He's an agent for a guy like William and Coutinho and stuff like that. Very well connected guy. Um, supposedly he said that he had connection Arsenal and they could use a center back, so they're happy to take Louise. <laughs> and I just I think it's crazy to me that like in three days he decided his fate and decided he wanted to go the last like the second to last day. That's fucking insane to me. I find that really weird. Yeah, man, because you you practiced with Chelsea the whole summer. You learned all of our shit, and then you go to fucking Arsenal, man. I don't know. He, I lost respect for him. I already had trouble with naming him a, a Chelsea legend. I don't think he was one. <laughs> but, why, do you do somebody else so different? No, um, well, yeah, I know the Chelsea fan saying that, uh, you know, yeah, it's okay that he left, you know, he left, he didn't leave him on good, bad terms, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not, it's not a travesty that he's leaving. I'm not mad about, like, the position itself, because we already have some good center backs. Rudy Gerd, Christensen, Joe, so I like those three. Um, but I'm kind of pissed that we did, we only got 8 million pounds for him, but it's, it, it could be worse. Uh, but he will, I think he will help Arsenal a little bit, man, because they're just so desperate for defenders, so. Yeah, if they play, they, if they play a three in the back, he'll be very solid. I think he'll be good for them. So that's why I have them in top four, basically. But he's not a Chelsea legend for me. He's actually a snake. I don't like him anymore. I actually never was the biggest fan, but now he can just go do one, to be honest. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. And what do you what do you think about the situation? I just think that he was an idiot, bro. Like, why Arsenal out of all fucking clubs in the world? You know, he could have. I don't know, bro. Like, I just find yeah. Strange. Like, don't you wait to see if he can go back to like France or Italy or something like that? Very, very strange situation. The same thing with Chad. Chad did the same shit. He decided to go to fucking Arsenal in that time. It's just some people love living in London, man. You have to keep that in mind. London's mm-hmm. a great city. Uh, he probably has a house and stuff there. He has a business. He owns a restaurant. Um, I could see him, like, just saying, like, dude, I, I don't want to leave in the middle of 
in the end of the transfer market and go to a new city and stuff. He's already getting old, 32, so he's probably happy where he is and stuff. I, I can understand it, but I, I don't respect it. And I think he's a snake for it. Because he already left us once on bad terms. Like, Chech was different because he was, he was a legend and he was here for maybe 15, not 15, but maybe like 12 years. So, yeah, you get my point. Yeah. Alright, uh, anything else? Are we, That's you wanna it, go over? That's it, That's all we got for today. Alright, awesome. Thanks for having me on the show. Anytime. Uh, you're welcome to come to the show anytime. Goes, maybe we can go back and, and check out how our predictions went. But, mm. really excited for the season. Finally, fuck the Spurs, back. fuck United, fuck Arsenal, fuck City and Liverpool. <laughs> Chelsea all the way. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back, not this season, but next season, man. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for all being right, on the show, bro. No problem, you got it. Alright, man, have a good one. Peace. And followed by next, we're going to have Josh here to his his predictions for the Premier League. And I can actually give out my full predictions, of course, for the Premier League. And this is Kevin El Nino. We'll be right back to the only podcast that matters. And we're back here at El Nino's podcast. We got my boy Josh. We'll be talking about... Premier League preview here, 1 through 20 in the standings. You already know what's going on, Josh. Hey, Kev. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Hey, anytime, brother. So, uh, where should we start with this? Well, we're going to start at 20. There's going to be a crazy, crazy stat about who's going to be in 20th. But I got Brighton Habalvian. I so really got... don't think they did well. This transfer window, yeah, they got Moody from um, Huddersfield Town, but only on loan. So 20th, and their transfer grade for me is going to be an F. Okay, so here, how about you go through your whole 20 through 1, and then I'll go through whole my whole uh, 20 through 1. Or do you okay. want to do, do, do each of us? Uh... Okay, cool. So I got 19. I got um, Sheffield United. Yeah, you're going to be newcomers, but I don't really see anything impressive as one as them as well here in the transfer window. So I'm going to give them as well an F on the transfer window. I don't have any high expectations for Sheffield United. Number 18 is going with Norwich. For some reason, Norwich is always cursed. When they come back to the Premier League, the same year they get relegated. They didn't get anybody either in the window. Not really impressive. Sitting F as well. Number 17. Going with. I got Ashton Villa. Villa will stay up for another season. Villa, yeah, you may spend a lot of money. But um, doesn't have any high quality takes. I have them at 17. Transfer grade C. They did spend a lot of money. But they're not going to be a Fulham. When Fulham just spends money for no reason. And ended up being relegated. Number sixteen goes. Number sixteen goes with uh, Newcastle. Newcastle. Um, Steve Bruce doesn't really convince me. I never liked him as a manager. For me, he's a mid-table in the championship at best. Uh, their transfer grade, I have him at C. The fact that they brought back Andy Carroll, a really good striker, always liked Andy Carroll. I always thought he would be a Newcastle legend, but hey, it is what it is. 
Number 15, I'm going with... Ooh, this would be a good one, actually. I'm going with... Um, damn, what's this team called now? Oh, um, I'm going with... Fuck. Burnley. I still think Burnley will survive another year. But honestly, this is going to be the last year they're going to survive. I'm not impressed with Burnley. They didn't do anything in the window. But uh, Sean Dice knows how to handle that squad. So I have Burnley at 15. Fans are great. D, they didn't do much. They only got Danny Drinkwater. And they still have the same squad from last season. So that's the reason why they will stay up. Number 14 will go with Southampton. Southampton. Tyler got rid of uh, Charlie Austin. Well, Charlie Austin was a one-year wonder at or at best. So, 14, they'll be all right. Number 13, I got, uh, let me see who I got here, 13. Palace. Palace still has Zaha with, uh, of course, with Hudson leading the charge. As a, a, very, a very unhappy Zaha. Huh? I said a very unhappy Zaha. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because apparently, um, they were saying that uh, what's it called? That Roy Hudson was the one and made the last word not to stop. Really? Yeah. I mean, so I can't blame I mean. him. He's he's a great talent. Yep. That's gonna be insane. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what'd you have for Crystal Palace's transfer rating? Uh, see. See. Okay. They got James McCartney, but um, even though they um. You know, they didn't do much in the transfer window as well, but they were able to keep at least majority of the same team. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. See, for them. All right, so and then number 12, Kev. Where were we at? We were just, what, 13? Yeah, you got number 12. Number 12 now. We're going with uh, Watford. Watford. Watford, yeah, they did, they did make some noise in the window. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. But, uh... Twelve will be suits to, for them. We don't know how they're gonna be doing this window with their players, and one of the players is not mm-hmm. very happy because he wanted to leave in the window, and that was to Corey. But hey, it is what it is. He ended up staying, but we see that's a January uh, transfer. To be honest with you, maybe. All right, number, number 11, eleven. I'm going with. I'm going with uh, West Ham. West Ham. All right. And then, so now I'll do my 20 through 11. And then um, after that, we'll do 10 through 1. So we have some similarities. I don't know if we have any exact matches, but I we did have a few that were similar. Um, so you had Sheffield United at 19. I had Sheffield United at 20. Um, Damn. <laughs> I mean... Not much of a difference between 19 and 20. They're going down either way. Yeah. Um, so my three teams at the bottom, two of our three teams are the same. I have Sheffield United at 20, Norwich at 19, and Newcastle at 18. Yeah. I have Brighton just barely surviving at that number 17 spot. Um, I do think that they do have the potential to go down. I know, especially after sacking their manager, um, you especially, Kev, I know you you want them to go down. Um, but I think just barely they're going to survive. At number 16, I have Burnley. Um, like you said, didn't do much in the window. Not a super, super great squad, but enough to stay up. Um, at, I have at number 15, Aston Villa. I think they're going to surprise a little bit, do a little bit better than some might have expected, not only surviving, but finishing in that number 15 spot. 
Number 14, I have Southampton, who you also had at number 14. So we had the same one there. I think that's the first one we've matched up on. I'm looking through them here. Yeah, that's the they first one. The first one that we have the same is Southampton at 14. They just don't know how to go down. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's the, that is true. And then I have at number 13, um, which you don't even have this. You have this team finishing top 10 because they're not in your bottom 10. I have Bournemouth at number 13. Damn. Um, yeah, I think I think they're good. I don't I don't think they're good enough to finish top ten though. But I hope I'm wrong. I have a friend who's a Bournemouth fan, so I'm pulling for him. Um, at number twelve, I have Crystal Palace. Ooh. You had Crystal Palace at number thirteen. Yep. At number eleven, I have Watford. You had Watford at twelve. And, and then eleven. And then, yeah, so I have Watford 11, Palace 12, Bournemouth 13, Southampton 14, Aston Villa 15, Burnley 16, Brighton 17, and then the relegation is Newcastle, Norwich, and Sheffield United. Damn, Newcastle, harsh. I don't want to be harsh on Newcastle, but I don't like Steve Bruce. Never did, man. I don't know. That man never impressed me. Mm -hmm. Mid-table championship side at best for him. All right, so uh, now we're into the juicy stuff. So here, let's let's. Um, you want to do ten through ten through seven? Yeah. So you do ten, nine, eight, seven. I'll do ten, nine, eight, seven, and then we'll do the top six. Yep. That's yeah. The main event will be the top six. All right. So you go ahead. We're number ten. This is the part that's gonna get juicy. Like you said, mm-hmm. I got Bournemouth at ten. Okay. Bournemouth five. Like I said, they have the same. That's squad. not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. I think I think it could happen. I have that. That's a good side. It's, for me, it's still a good quality side for a mid-table club. Nathan mm-hmm. Hakeem didn't leave the window. They didn't leave at the window at all. They did ask for seventy-five million pounds, so that's a lot of money. Yeah, and I think I think that Bournemouth would be happy with a tenth-place finish. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, they can't actually. They they can't ask for more. And Eddie Eddie Howe has done an amazing job with his squad. Yep. Number nine, I'm going with Leicester. People okay. People are really fucking having them. And for what I have seen and for what I have been told, people have them in the top six. They're not a top six side. Not yet. They're going to be there, but not yet. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Number eight. They won. Um, well, oh. the, the reason why I still have Leicester, you know, up there because they got Tillymans. The man mm-hmm. can play. That's a that's a hard working midfielder right there. Yeah, it's a good signing. Yep. Number eight, I have um Wolves. Okay. I have Wolves at number eight. Really think they're gonna do much better than they did last season. The reason why I have them at eight because we don't know how they're gonna play with Europa League. If they still they gotta still qualify, but they're still there in the process mm-hmm. for the Europa League. So if they can handle Europa League. Probably have higher, but for right now, eight, eight is fine for me. Okay. Number seven, and everybody's in the I'm probably going to have stick for this. I don't give a damn. So I have seven, Chelsea. Chelsea. Interesting. Rebuild. Okay. That's, that's not, that's not too bad. Rebuild mode. How, I don't know how can they compete with Tammy Abraham leading the charge. We don't know how that's going to happen. Same thing with BT Batchishwai. Batchishwai will be off the bench. Holistic's first year. We don't know how Holistic is going to compete in the 
Premier League, new league, comparing to Germany. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the defense is fine. They're going to be all right in the back. Zuma's coming back full time. As they see, they got David Luiz. They got rid of him, basically. Yep. With uh, Rudiger and uh, they still got Christensen. So, they still have some depth on that defense. But seventh place, Frank Lampard's first year. We don't know how he's going to be. You know, okay, well, so let me ask you this. Seventh place finish with Chelsea. Do you think that that makes it Frank Lampard's last year as well? No, nah, no. Nah, they're going to uh, – this, this is the manager that I really think that they're going to actually stick with because same thing that um, – what's it called? Like, he's a legend there. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's his club. Like, honestly, Very interesting. You know, there's, well, not and... there's not a Robbie Dino. Okay. That they expected so much from him after they miraculously won the Champions League in 2012. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, and what this means, this means that you have Everton in the top six. Yup, so, Everton, yup. Okay, so we'll get to that more in a minute. Um, So you have Bournemouth 10, Leicester 9, Wolves 8, Chelsea 7. So we have two of the four teams that you picked. I also have in my 10 through 7. Mm-hmm. So in 10th place, I have Leicester City. You had them at number 9. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they could finish interchangeable either way. I agree. I don't think that they're a top six challenger. Um, something I'll get more into this later, but I think there will be a pretty big disparage between um, the top three. And then I think also between four, five and six and the rest. I think once again, we're going to see the top six kind of separate themselves by the new year. And it's going to come down to just those teams and then maybe a team like Chelsea will also sneak into or Chelsea or Everton, depending which way you swing, will also sneak into that. But um I don't think Leicester's gonna be in that contention for the top six. No. Um at number nine, now this is gonna be my kind of, you know, risky one or what have you. At number nine I have West Ham. Damn. Which you had West Ham at number eleven. they made a few good signings. They had a they had a decent window, not a great window, but they had a decent window. Um, they have a decent squad. They're always a mid table team, and they always find a way to win games that they're not supposed to win late in the season, or get points where they're not supposed to get them. I.e., at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium during the middle of a title challenge. Yeah. Um, so that I think that they're going to be good enough to sneak their way into that ninth place spot, and then we have the same team in eighth. Um, I have Wolves in eight. You have Wolves in eight. I think that that's probably other than, you know, the ch- choice for who's going to win the league. I would say Wolves at eight is probably one of the most popular choices that everyone makes because it's just where they seem to fit. Really good squad. Um, you know, they're the Portuguese national team, according to Kev. But <laughs> they, they're, they're a good squad. I think they're good enough to make the top eight. And then at that number seven spot where you have Chelsea, I do have Everton. I went back and forth on this. I think they're going to be really, really close. I think it's going to come down potentially to match week 38 for that Europa League spot. But I think Chelsea's going – or I think Everton is going to just miss out. I have Everton at number seven. And this is the reason why Everton will miss out. Like nothing against Everton. But they know how to beat the big boys. They just don't know what to do. Against the teams that they're supposed to beat. Well, and that's the thing. Um, 
they have a very easy early on schedule, Everton do. Um, but they have, I believe they play all of the top six in a matter of eight match weeks at one point during the season. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see who they end it. They end the season with Bournemouth. Um, I'm not sure who Chelsea ends the season with, because that, that would be a very interesting to see. You know, it's we're at the beginning of the season. You don't want to look ahead to the last week already. But... You know, match week 38, I think that that could have some big choices. Chelsea play Wolves, too, so Chelsea are going to have a tough matchup on that last week. So Mm -hmm. watch out for that. So um, now, Kev, let's go through your sixth and fifth place Europa League. Who do you have in those two spots? Well, I'm going to just stick for this for some fans. Um, (laughs) I think they're rebuilding right now, so that squad is just something else. We don't know how – especially with now the – Pogba situation. So, of course, number six, Manchester United. Interesting. I really think United, um, what's it called? Um, they're just rebuilding at this point. Yeah, you bought a whole bunch of defenders, but what are you going to do with Pogba? I could have him higher, but let's see what happens with the whole Pogba situation. Okay. I mean, they got some nice players there. Um, James is good. I'm sure he's going to do fine. They got Ben Saka, which I really thought I was a fucking surprise. And the biggest surprise of them all, Harry Maguire. Mm-hmm. 80 million pounds. I mean, they're probably expecting to be the next Van Dyke or some shit like that. But damn, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it is, definitely. Okay, so then at number five, who do you have, Kev? Number five, well, not to be biased. I can't stand the fuck out of them. But I have Arsenal at fifth. Just... Missing out Champions League spot by like an inch of a point, basically. So, let me get this straight, Kev. You are telling me that you believe Everton FC will qualify for the Champions League next season. I really think so. I'm not, and, and I'm just not saying that because you know whether they're what they have this year, you know, with the reinforcements. But if they can jump the gun early, because the same thing with the schedule. They can jump the gun early, beat the team that they have to beat. I can see them really challenging for the top four. So let's play little investigation. Let's take a take a quick pause. So let's see. They they open the season with Crystal Palace. So they have Crystal Palace, Watford, Aston Villa, Wolves, Bournemouth, Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. So other than I'd say Wolves and Watford, all pretty easy games. Then yeah. after that. They go Man City, Burnley, West Ham, Brighton, Tottenham, Southampton, Norwich, and then – but this is, this is their December. December yeah. 4th, Liverpool. December 7th, mm-hmm. Chelsea. December 14th, Man United. December 21st, Arsenal. December 26th, Burnley. December 28th, Newcastle. New Year's Day, Man City. Their yeah, season, so I mean that it's it's all going to come down to that month. If they can somehow get some results, I mean the one thing I don't know, I don't think that there's much European football in December. Is there? Did they play Champions League in December? Uh, yeah, there's a uh, one match in December, which is like the finale of okay. Stages of the Champions League. So, so you know, it'll too. it'll help them that other teams will be more fatigued, but it's going to be a tough month for them. Okay, so um, I have in sixth place, I have Chelsea. Um, I think Chelsea is good enough to 
just barely sneak in there. They have a lot of talent on their roster. Um, obviously, they have a few holes. I think Zuma is a very good center back. I think getting him back is very good. They have a lot of youth on their team, and this is going to be their opportunity to show if they're ready to play or not. Um, for me, it, I flipped back and forth Chelsea and Everton sixth and seventh. Um, but Chelsea's who I went with. Not exactly with the most confidence, but they're who I went with. And then in the number five spot, I have Manchester United. Um, I think they made enough signings to do decent. I think they have the advantage on Chelsea because this is their manager's second season. Um, so he has a little bit more with the squad and he has more talent on the squad, even though I think Chelsea will have a little better chemistry, especially with some of the players they got rid of. Um, and some of the players they brought in, I think are better fits for their style or their, you know, club. But I think United is going to have enough talent to solidify another chance in the Europa League for, I believe that'll be, what, a third or fourth successive season? Remember, though, if they win the whole thing, they can still play Champions League football. That's true. That's how they got it with Jose. So, all right. We're here. The big boys. So, um... four. Everton. Okay, I uh, that one's not of the teams you had left. That one's not much of a surprise. Like I, that team, like I said, they could jump the gun early, survive December. They'll be fine. In the top four. And okay, so then in my number four spot, I have Arsenal. Um, I think they had one of the better transfer windows in the Premier League this season or this summer. Excuse me. Um, really, really good window for them. They filled a lot of holes on defense. I know a lot of people don't think David Luiz is is a great signing. I don't think he's a great signing, but I think he's a good signing. They also signed a really good left back. Um, so I think Arsenal's going to have a really good squad this year. They have a solid manager who's kind of getting the hang of things, getting his own roster under him. So I think they're going to qualify for the Champions League, finish in fourth place. The reason why I do like the David Luiz signing because he's a Premier League vet. He's been there, he won it. Very true. Number three. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. No disagreement. I got I got I got Tottenham third as well. Um the reason why, um, what's it called? Trippier's gone. Erickson, that's that's a limbo right there at this point. Toby the same thing that's a limbo. Yeah, they may have stay for now. But their contracts are up at the end of the year. So that's going to be seen in the summer. If I'm yeah. Um, the headache. I have Tottenham third as well. Um, the one thing I will say, though, keep – keep. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but watch out for Apollo Dybala January transfer. Uh-oh. I think it could happen. And if it does, because Tottenham have a pretty difficult schedule in January, I don't know if they would be able to get him in time for any of their big matches. Um, but potentially their season is make or break during that time. So we play Liverpool January 11th and we play Man City February 1st. And then we play Chelsea February 22nd. And I believe all three of those matches. No. So the Chelsea matches at Stanford bridge, but I believe both the Liverpool and city matches are at home. So, you know, if we can get Apollo Dybala going into January, have, you know, matches with both Liverpool and Man City ahead of us. 
I'm not getting my hopes up because I know it's not going to happen. But if it does happen, watch for that surprise title push for Spurs. Yep. That's the thing. There's a title push. You're always been in a title push for the fucking media ruining yeah. for us every but year. when that doesn't happen, Spurs season, Spurs title push will fall apart by February 1st when they play Man City. And I uh, really would have a good birthday present if Spurs can beat City on February 1st. Like, that'd be <laughs> amazing. All right, Kev. So number two. Well, it's gonna be a same the same second spot as last season. I have Liverpool. They're gonna make the push, but mm-hmm. so second yeah. gonna be, be alright for them. Klopp didn't do much. He doesn't have to do much because they, they really invested last year in the squad. So yeah, I have See, my second. Yeah, so we have we have the exact same top three because I have Liverpool. I have Spurs three, Liverpool two, Man City one. Um, and for me, I don't know. This is this is just easy. I think Man City made their team much better, so there's no reason to think that they can't repeat. Um, before this transfer window, I thought Liverpool was going to win the league because since they had already won the Champions League, I thought Klopp was going to really push for the league. Um, but after the windows, I think Man City had too good of a window not to repeat. Of course, man. They got Joao Cancelo at the last minute, too. Mm-hmm. Solid right back. So that's probably meaning... Either he's going to be a backup or they're going with the back three with Kyle mm-hmm. Walker playing uh, right center back, which is still pretty good because mm-hmm. Kyle Walker, as we've seen last season, he's been really getting better at City, not giving the man stick for leading Tottenham. I mean, I really think that. Yeah. And you know, um, <clears throat> so I actually have a little bit of breaking news. Eight minutes ago, Lucas Mora has signed a contract extension with Tottenham through 2024. Lit. So he has signed a five-year contract extension. Um, no complaints here. That's uh, that's good news. Good news, in my opinion. He deserved it. I mean, in my absolutely. Opinion. He deserved it for Amsterdam alone. <laughs> a glory night at um, at Jon Krupp Arena. Yep. We'll never forget that night if if you're a Tottenham supporter. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I can I can see it in my head right now. The video. I, I've watched it so much, it's just ingrained. I bet. Well, Who do you have for Young Player of the Year? Um, I, That's a good question. I'm going to be honest. I don't, have any, I don't even have anything written down for that. Who do you have for Young Player of the Year, Kev? And this is going to be a surprising one, to be honest with you. I'm probably going to get sick for this, or I'm going to probably make fun of for it. It's going to be between Moise Keane from Everton and Christian Pulisic from Chelsea. But I still think – I think Keane – Will Pulisic be young career. enough to qualify? Yeah, he's only 20. Oh, he's 20? They I thought he was 22. Raheem. They gave it to Raheem. Yeah, no, I thought, I, thought, I thought Pulisic was 22. Oh, no, no. They gave it to Raheem last year. Raheem's only 34, 25 years old. Yeah. No, I think it's as long as you're 23 before the deadline. It's either 23 or 24. I forget what the mm-hmm. cutoff age is. Yeah, and I have him that I have for um, manager of the year. I really think this year is going to be between Pep Guardiola, of course. And uh surprise stick if these guys can actually do what I said to them to do this season. Um, 
for Everton, I can see Marco Silva being up there for. Man oh yeah, Everton. I mean, if they if they finish third, or if they excuse me, if they finish fourth, like you predicted, I would say they should definitely, he should definitely be in the consideration. For best player of the year, City wins again, no doubt. Raheem Sterling or Kunaguero. Yeah, I think I would I would agree Kunaguero. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what's it called? It's been a great pleasure having you, man. You're always welcome to be on the pod. Just let me know. For sure, Kev. Thank you for having me, man. And stay tuned, guys, for the wrap up for the pre- for the Premier League uh, fixtures of the weekend. Followed by after this. Thank you, Josh. You have a good one, man. You too. And we're back here to wrap up. Oneo's podcast. We have Premier League fixtures for uh, this weekend. Uh, Liverpool against Norwich on Friday. Liverpool easily can win three 0 Here in club, coming second place in the league. I have um easily winning in this match with a point to prove for Liverpool. Saturday, I have uh, Manchester City against uh West Ham. West Ham at home. I have City winning that match. Pep trying to repeat. Newcomers, Sheffield. United against Bournemouth. I have Bournemouth winning that match. Southampton versus Burnley. Burnley being at home. I have Southampton winning that one. Crystal Palace hosting Everton. I have Everton winning that match. Watford against Brighton. I have Watford winning that match. Spurs against Villa. I have Spurs winning that match easily. Sunday, we have Leicester versus Wolves. That could be a draw, to be honest with you. Both teams are going to be really fighting for that win, but I still see a 2-2 draw. Newcastle against Arsenal. I can see that a draw as well. 1-1. The big main event, United against Chelsea. I can see Chelsea win that 2-1 or the other way. United winning 2-1. That one's going to be really hard. And this will wrap up Premier League Podcast here in the El Nino's Podcast. We'll be back on Sunday. To go over a game and analysis for each fixture. Now, if you lose this weekend, whoever loses, you already know. I have a meeting set up for you guys. So on Sunday, tune in to El Nino's podcast for Premier League wrap-up. And tomorrow, we were talking about WWE weekend and preview of SummerSlam. And this is El Nino signing off. You have a wonderful night. Thank you for tuning in to listening to El Nino's podcast, the only podcast that matters.